I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We continue our homily series by considering Joseph under the title, Most Just, St. Joseph Most Just. If you ever look at the imagery for St. Joseph, not only is he represented by lilies or by a staff that is flowering, the other way in which he's represented uh, symbolically is by a carpenter's right angle, but it's not shaped like this. It's usually pointed as if up to heaven. The carpenter's right angle signifies truth, signifies accuracy, being able to cut in a way which is true. Well, that, of course, is a beautiful symbol for Joseph as most just. Here is somebody who undoubtedly would have put in a very good day's work. We'll talk about him as an artisan later on. But in his dealings, in his business dealings, first and foremost, he would, would have been exceedingly just. He was not overcharging, as we see later on, that sometimes led to him living a little bit more of a poor life. But he nonetheless would have treated his customers, his clientele, as he's making various things out of wood, whether they are beams for construction or furniture for homes or other items, he would have been very fair. And of course, he loved his wife, would have been somebody who gave her the time and attention she needed, and also, of course, loved his son very much and would have given him the training, the time, etc., that he needed. And those are things that are all a part of justice. Remember, justice is giving to someone what you owe them. Now, there is the other side. Is Let's not forget, on January 1st, we spoke about Joseph as the spouse of the mother of God, and notice he backed away. He felt unworthy. After the Annunciation and the Visitation, when everything was really starting to dawn on him, this, this is beyond my ability. Humanly speaking, he was right. No one was worthy to marry the uh, Incarnation. I'm sorry, to marry the Immaculate Conception. No one was worthy to marry uh, or to be the foster father of the Incarnation. Well, his sense of justice wasn't, however, God's sense. As we hear in the Old Testament, you might think the Lord's ways are not fair. We also hear elsewhere, your ways are not my ways. God's understanding of what is just is well beyond and above what we could ever imagine. And Joseph, notice he had to be asleep. He had to, in a sense, quiet his mind in order for the angel to be sent to him to tell him, do not be afraid to take Mary into your home. He had to, in a sense, be silenced. I am sure he was thinking it through, he was reflecting, he was balancing, he was trying to figure out what the best course of action was, because it says, and the word justice and righteousness are often used interchangeably, he says, for Joseph was a righteous man, he decided to divorce her quietly. So even in his own sense of human justice, wasn't quite what God wanted. 
God wanted something more. Now, we don't want to blame Joseph for this. We even know in the Gospel of Matthew, a year ago, we heard the Gospel of the Baptism of the Lord, where John tries to prevent Jesus from being baptized. He actually says, whoa, hold on. I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. And what is Jesus' response in the Gospel of Matthew to John saying, no, 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 this is not going to happen. Allow it now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, it's not just our human sense of righteousness, but in a sense, God's righteousness, God's justice. That is what Joseph needed to realize. And so this is why he truly is most just. He went from human justice to now being invited into the ultimate form of justice, which really means, what are we giving to God? Not just our love, but trust. Because it's God's plan for the world that we need to take into consideration. Not just my own worthiness or lack of worthiness. I need to start trusting in God's love for me. Because God's plan for me is a part of his infinite love for me. And part of what I owe God, if justice is what do I owe someone else, what I owe God is trust. Here is the creator of the universe. Can I trust him? Here is the one who knew about me from the beginning of the world. Here is the one who knew me as I was being formed in my mother's womb. Here is the one who knows my strengths, knows my weaknesses. Here is the one who knows the graces he has given me and who knows the graces he will give me when I need those graces. Here's the one who knows what my part in his plan of salvation is in this world and who wants me to be saved and wants to use me to help others be saved. Do you think I can trust him? I hope so. And so Joseph, he who is most just, even had to grow in what he owed God, absolute trust in God's providential plan, God's providential love, his providential care, his guidance. And so my brothers and sisters, let us make sure that we are just, first and foremost in human ways, just by giving our employer a good day's work, just to our spouse, by giving not just faithfulness, but also giving our mind and our heart, giving our creativity and our care just to our children, giving our children the time and attention they deserve, just towards our parents, just in regards to giving them the service and the cooperation, but also just to God in two main ways. We owe God our love, and we owe him trust so that we can let his plan of love bear fruit in our lives.